0: Also notice, in some people, in spiritual life, they do not seem to put in much effort at all, and everything seems to move so smoothly for them. Everything seems to fall into proper place in their case, whereas in some others, there's no end for the obstacles. One after another, they are tired out by simply in the effort only to remove the obstacles. How do we account for this kind of thing? Naturally, you see, with our own limited way of looking at it, we will say, oh, God is very unjust. That's how sometimes we even declare God is dead. Because we want Him to be doing all our jobs for us, you see. That's a kind of material outlook for us, you see. Most of us are materialists. For us, this world is the end. That's what Swami Vikanda used to say. World is the end and God is the means. That's materialism. God is the end and world is the means. Is spirituality. So, we have got to see what we want. So, if we have obstacles, there must be something in the way in which I can help myself also. It's not that God is unjust. Naturally, to our limited way of looking at things, one gets a doubt in relation to these things. But we are not aware what effort one person has put in, maybe in the past sometime, or maybe even in the last birth. We do not know. No, the Hindus by and large believe in continuity of life. This birth is only one opportunity, that's all. There are many more opportunities coming like that, and many have come in the past. So a person might have put in great effort in the spiritual direction in his previous birth, and this time everything seems to work out so easy for him, whereas in the other person who has not put enough effort, he is doing it now, that's all. The obstacles are there, and he tries to work them out, so this law of cause and effect holds good not only in the material life outside, it holds good even in our mental and spiritual life. Whatever way we think and try to clear our mental field, that way we try to progress. So if we are careless about it, we pay the penalty for it. We have got to work hard to remove the obstacles. After all, we sow what we reap. Good, good, bad, bad, and none escape this law. So, not only in physical actions, the effects come back to us. Even in the mental and spiritual field also, the results come back to us. We keep on sending, you know that little quotation, which I often repeat. Huh? Uh, the little boomerangs we keep on sending from morning till evening, in our mental life, you see. They come back to us. Nobody can escape them. Though we hope it won't come back to us, yes. They all come back to us. So one has got to be careful in judging the, passing a judgment on even in the spiritual side. It's not that God is there doing, doing everything for us. He has set every, kept everything in motion, as it were. His presence is there. But he is there as a witness standing behind, having given us freedom to act. So even coming into our heart, he knocks wants to come in, but if we don't permit, he won't come in. So if one is fortunate and in his life, divine life, divinity has come in, it's because he has unlocked the doors. (coughs) So that much self-effort everyone has to do, because all great spiritual teachers, we find, have emphasized more or less on self-effort. God, of course, dwells within us. (coughs) If He is there already, then one may ask, why should I bother? What do I seek if He is there already? I needn't make any effort at all. Why any emphasis on spiritual life and self-effort? One may ask this question. For one who is aware of this reality, well, no effort is necessary, because no more, to, nothing to be done, you know, in the life of, say, Sri Ramakrishna I always bring, because that's the life which, with which I am very well acquainted. At later stages of his life, there was no particular time for meditation or prayer or doing anything, because he was always in that state of awareness. Those of you. Who have read the Gospel of Sri Ramakrishna?
1: Know
0: how the master, the the, the master Mahashaya, that's the this the author who has recorded this. First time when he went, it was evening, and he wanted to enter his room. He goes in near the room. There was somebody who was going around lighting the lamps in the rooms. So there's a lady there. So he asked her, "Can I go and see him?" He said, go and see him. No, it may be his prayer time. He "He said, don't bother at all his prayer time and all that. You just get in and see. So he went and met him and apologized to him having entered at this evening hour when it is prayer time. He said, oh, prayer, don't worry about that. I have no particular rules or time for it, he said. See, a man who has become aware of divinity and who lives in that consciousness all the twenty-four hours of the day, for him no particular time is necessary. But for us, a strict discipline is laid out. You have got to pray in the morning and evening, so much time you must spend, and these are the various steps you must follow. All these rules are laid out. Why? That's the only way I do something. (laughs) Otherwise I won't do you on that. It is like children study over you know. So you must see that the children sit for the study time and read. Otherwise they are there, just outside, you see. So you have got to impose that and see it is observed. Then once he gets used to it, he becomes well established, then he you see you find him he takes books and reads. You don't need to say much. But till he is well established in that habit, you have got to impose the rules. The same thing is true of spiritual life. I have not become aware of the reality that's within, so I simply cannot say, it is there, why should I bother about it? As I am not aware, as I don't live constantly in the awareness and that awareness, I've got to make effort to bring up that awareness within me. We are so ignorant about it, simply talking will not have any help. So, all effort must be directed to get rid of this ignorance because all this problem in this world is you can use this word original sin in man is and in human beings is ignorance because of ignorance I am not aware of this reality my own infinite dimension I am not aware being unaware of it I direct my heart's desires in various other directions. I try to run round and catch these th- other things of the world. I find pleasure is there, outside. And when I get it, then if I know that <laughs> pleasure has gone out of it, it's only a problem, no new problem I acquire. So this goes on in life. But sooner or later I will discover happiness is not there, it's here. But where is it? I'm not sure where. So I keep on seeking it outside and acquiring things, and spending so much of time and energy on it, every time to become disappointed. So the greatest want is this want of communication with this ultimate reality, the kingdom of God within us. I want to communicate with it, but I don't know. Even that I am not aware, I have got to do that. So, I, being ignorant, I keep on seeking for things outside. So the el- effort is to somehow to become aware of this reality which I have completely forgotten, because of which my desires go out into various fields of activity, and then comes karma. No, these are the three things. First is ignorance, then come desires, then comes activity. We become involved in action. We we have identified ourselves too much with this body and mind, because this body and mind is the instrument that God has given to us, to use it for further spiritual expression. But we get involved only at that level. this spiritual entity that's within us, living in close contact with body and mind, has lost its identity as it were. Only body and mind we are aware, not all the spiritual dimension.